Hi, and welcome to Let's Get Clinical. Tips from the CRA Helper. Here is your host, Elizabeth Waddell. Hi, Elizabeth here, and welcome to episode 12. This week, I'm going in a different direction and going to focus on CRA soft skills, which can range from a variety of things, from the way you manage your time and prioritization to your personality and interaction with others, how you deal with difficult personalities, and how you respond to pressure. In addition to knowledge and experience, these soft skills are so important for a CRA to possess. Having soft skills means you can relate effectively. You can relate harmoniously with other people. Think of the name soft. It's easy to mold, not harsh. So when I think of being easy to mold, I think of being able to adapt, being coachable, the ability to have difficult conversations, and being able to deal with difficult people being passionate about customer service, and having empathy for others. These all have something to do with not being harsh and that you're able to adapt in ever-changing situations, which happens very often in the world of clinical research. Now, changes can happen with regulations, like when we had the GCP R2 addendum, for example. Changes can happen with your company, your team, site assignments, or even with the study itself. And I can promise you, changes and updates are the norm. When this happens, though, we must be able to adapt with the constant changing environment. So let's look at company changes. I've definitely been through this. So working at a CRO, I have been through multiple company acquisitions and also a merger. And you should see my CV. Although I was at the same CRO for 11 years, there were about four to five different company names while I was there. So when this happens, there are updated procedures that you have to review. And by a certain date, you update your email signatures, your business cards, your letterheads, the documents and forms. You want to ensure you're using the most up-to-date forms that reflect the new company name. And acquisitions and mergers can also lead to personnel changes. The whole dynamic of the company can change. And these are things that we must be able to adapt to when they happen. There can all of a sudden be a change in your site assignments. Changes can happen often due to changes in resourcing of the study teams, or if your sites are the majority of high enrollers, then they may have to reallocate the sites. And I definitely experienced this one too. I was on a study where three of my sites were high enrollers. And when this happens, you are visiting these sites more often. You are staying on site longer than you would for, say, a low enrolling site. And there were sometimes I was doing 13 days worth of monitoring visits a month, and that didn't count the travel days on top of that. So there was a little time I had in the office during some months and I definitely was blessed to have a wonderful line manager and she was noticing how much I was gone and she just collaborated with my lead and they reallocated the sites and evenly distributed the high enrolling sites where it's not just on one person. So it's fair, it's across the team. So you don't have like one person overworked compared to others, but it was really nice. It it ended up working out really well. I ended up then the next month, I was eight days on site not counting travel, but that definitely was better than 13. So it gave me some more office time to make sure I got my deliverables completed within the deadlines where I wasn't working late at night doing it, but actually had office time to dedicate to it. So it ended up being a blessing for sure. 
And you may also experience changes on your study team, like your lead CRA may change and your new lead CRA may have differences in what they expect. So for example, report completion, they may have a certain way that they want certain things documented that maybe was okay with your previous lead. So there may be some adjustments or uh, adaptation that you need to do with that. And that's okay. Just go with the flow and just make sure you're doing what you need to do for your new lead CRA. And then picture this, you're on site, you're monitoring, and you see an email come through with a whole new directive in the middle of the study. And you're like, oh my goodness, are you serious? <laughs> what? So, And this happens. Sometimes this happens. There may be new data that the site has to capture in the middle of the study. ECRF pages will be revised and updated to reflect the new data that's being captured. So that's definitely something you need to adapt to and something that you just you just do. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't complain about it. Yes, I may see this email come through and say to myself, are you kidding me? This is happening now. Why is this even required? But you just keep that to yourself. You want to be easy to do business with. You want to be approachable. You want to be professional. So if you do have a task like this, just do it. You want to be known to be positive. You don't want to have your name associated with anything negative. And I've had people on my team that would reply all and complain about it, or I think this is ridiculous. And they'll respond to the whole team, which include project managers, it'll include associate directors. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why would you do that? But you know, some people just don't care. And I, I just personally wouldn't want to be associated with anything negative. I want to be known as a positive person, approachable that I can be asked of anything and I'm just going to do it. And not to say we don't have our venting moments, but just vent to the right people. You know, there may be a, a colleague that you're close with, or sometimes your line manager is there to listen and relay some of your frustrations to them. Only you know who you can trust and who would be a good listening ear and also may come up with some ideas of ways that you can constructively adapt and deal with the changes on your study. But the take-home message is being professional, being easy to do business with. You don't want management associating you with anything negative. Another example of unexpected changes on a study, I have been on studies that were closed due to the drug not showing significant improvement as compared to placebo. So you have the study drug and the statisticians are looking at it against the placebo. And even though the study drug may show some improvement of the indication under study, it didn't show results that were significantly better than placebo. And remember, when a drug is approved, they're not looking looking at only safety, but they're also looking at efficacy. So some of those studies were closed. And I've also had been on a study that was closed due to safety issues. And we were requested to perform closeout visits for all these sites by a specific date. So that was a quick change of what we were doing. We went from performing interim monitoring visits to now you got to close out all your sites for a study, or you need to perform drug return for all of your sites by a specific date. So you also could be asked to cover a visit for someone, or you may have conflicting priorities and you have to rearrange your tasks. But the, the point is you have to be flexible and you need to be able to adjust to changes immediately and efficiently. And I know it's easier said than done, but we must also be able to stay calm under pressure. Remember in episode two regarding time management metrics, there may be times when you have conflicting deadlines and you're working so hard to meet a deliverable and all of a sudden a site contacts you at the same time, or your lead may send you an instant message with a question or another issue and 
it, it can cause you to be frazzled, but you really have to take a step back, breathe, and really try to stay calm under pressure because you always want to remain calm, professional. You want to keep your cool. <laughs> Again, you want to be easy to do business with. And if you're freaking out, it'll only lead to mistakes and cause more stress. And actually, I remember on some performance reviews, that was actually a question that was asked about your direct report. Are they emotional? Are they able to remain calm under pressure? Because there are a lot of changes in clinical research. So we want to see and assess soft skills of our direct reports as well. So definitely want to recommend just really trying and it'll help you in the long run because there's going to be pressure. Any job has anxiety, but there's definitely pressure in clinical research as well. And you just want to make sure that you adapt to these changes and remain calm the best way that you can. And time management itself is a soft skill. It's so important in this industry. And remember, there may be many tasks to complete within a limited time frame. So you want to manage your time wisely, plan ahead, make checklists, and set reminders. If something comes up like an email that has a site issue, this may require rearranging your checklist in the order of priority. Like if something comes up that involves subject safety or an issue at a site, this is definitely going to move up to the top of your list. And then once you get those things resolved or escalate it like you need to, then you'll look at, okay, what are the order of the tasks I need to complete in order of their deadlines? What deliverables are due first? And then you could just rearrange and reprioritize what you have to get done. And I also do want to touch on the subject of investigator and site relationships as sites are customers too. We do want to be consistent. We want to be dependable. We want to answer their questions efficiently. Or if you need to follow up and say, hey, I'll get back to you on that, be sure to get back to them. There are many times that we might not know the answers and that's okay. If they ask us something and we don't, write it down, let them know you'll get back to them. Go ahead and ask your lead or the medical monitor, for example. And then once you get the answer, immediately respond to the site. And this is going to build the trust between you and the site. And I can't say it enough. We want to be positive and enthusiastic though in our communication at all times. And you want to also remember to be empathetic. You will be amazed at how people actually respond when you care about them and understand their concerns. And if they have an issue, help them resolve the problem. Again, this shows that you care and you feel that you're a team and you want to help them. And I've had many times where I've had to be an active listener and show empathy when we've had new directives come during a trial. I remember PI, he, you know, was very blunt and definitely showed and said immediately what was on his mind. And he was like, I don't effing agree with this and da 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 and was saying one <laughs> cuss word after another in his frustrations. But I just stayed positive and just kept the professional look, shaking my head, was being an active listener. I let him get all his frustrations out. And then I said, I completely, I completely understand. I get it. I know you're incredibly busy and I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I offered any help that I could give him to make things easier. And if there was anything I needed to follow up on with my lead or management for him, I offered to do that. And if I needed to do that and then copy him just to get the ball rolling on maybe any questions or concerns that maybe he wanted to discuss with management or the medical monitor, I would do that. So just being an active listener, showing some empathy, showing concern can go a long way. 
And we've always heard the skill set of how important it is to be a team player. And of course, we need to be a team player with our study team and our colleagues. But this also is the same at the site level as well. Please don't go into a site acting all high and mighty, pointing out issues, nitpicking at everything they do. Sometimes it helps to explain why we're asking something. And we're a team. So I may point something out like, oh, you didn't document this, but this is why you need to will go a long way as compared to putting them down or acting high and mighty and said, well, you didn't do this and that's wrong. You don't want to act that way. Where again, we're all a team. We should treat the site staff that way. We all want the same thing. We want subject safety and data integrity and being pleasant and nice to be around will get you further with site staff. There are some times they will go above and beyond for you just for being pleasant. I remember at a site, they had very strict times that monitors could come to monitor at their site. So there would be a letter like for all the monitors to read when they would come in and it would say monitors are to arrive at nine o'clock a.m. and they are to leave by 4.30 p.m. no later. And so I made sure that I abided by these rules at the site. And I remember talking to the coordinator and we were finishing up for the day and she had mentioned that she was going to be there that night working later. And I looked at the clock and was like, oh my goodness, I better pack up. It's 4.30. And she goes, oh, you can stay. You're nice. And I was like, oh, yay, thanks. And it was great because believe me, if I can get any extra time on site, I will take it. There's times I would leave and it was dark outside, but it was great because I got so much done. And again, an example of be pleasant, be easy to do business with, have a good rapport with the sites. And there may be times in your career that you're going to have difficult conversations. I'm not going to lie. I've had some PIs that privately I went to the bathroom and they made me cry. (laughs) But, you know, I quietly just, I remained professional in front of them, but I'd go to the bathroom, shed some tears, and then I would take a deep breath. I would pray, go back out and just act like nothing happened and just remain professional and do what I had to do. So sometimes this does happen. Some PIs, when you point out an issue, they can get really defensive and you just learn to deal with different personalities. And you just have to learn as the time goes. And I learned this as well is you can't take it personal. And it's funny because as you learn to deal with different personalities, some of those PIs that maybe it started off where they hurt my feelings, I ended up being the closest with them. You just learn to deal with those personalities. They end up knowing what you expect from them and you continue to have that relationship as a team. And again, it definitely helps when you actively listen and when you show that empathy, because again, I've had some PIs that were defensive and maybe I would point out an issue and I would actively listen and I would tell them, I completely understand where you're coming from. And even though inside I knew I was absolutely right, I would offer to let me, let me follow up with my project manager just to confirm. And that made them happy. They were happy that I cared about their opinion and I cared about what was bothering them. And I would follow up with the project manager. And of course I'd find out I was right. And then just let them know like, Hey, I checked with the project manager and, and you know, he did agree that it has to be done this way. And then there we go. It was fine. And you just, again, need to learn how to deal with the different personalities. Sometimes if I knew I had to point out an issue, I would see, Oh man, the subject's not eligible for the study. I knew that an attitude may be coming because the PIs take pride. Some of them really take pride and really felt the subject was eligible and and didn't agree maybe with the eligibility criteria that wasn't met or maybe something that excluded the subject. And just to have that extra ammo in my back pocket, I would confirm my finding with the medical monitor and the medical monitor would agree. So I knew that because you really want to choose your battles and you want to know you're right before you, before you start it. 
But again, I always approached um, my PIs very professionally, letting them know why. Also, too, if you just say, well, this person's not eligible, look at exclusion criteria number four. No, you don't do that. You just go through like, this is why. Looking at the medical records, this particular level in their labs over these amount of months, they weren't stable. And this was a requirement in the protocol. So things like that, you can show them. And again, if they have concerns, you can let them know, hey, I will double check with a medical monitor or I'll send an email to the medical monitor and copy you that way if you guys want to discuss further. So when you offer to go above and beyond for your PIs and for your site, this really helps in your site relationship. And again, this is a part of those soft skills, being able to be harmonious with everyone and being able to adapt to different situations, different personalities and difficult conversations and different personalities that goes with coworkers as well. Even to family members, I know that I have to approach things differently with my sister than I would with my brother. So it definitely can help you in all areas of life. (laughs) But the take home message in regard to soft skills is be pleasant, positive, professional, stay calm in stressful situations, manage your time wisely and have empathy for others. I hope this information has been helpful. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe. I have added an updated list of CRA entry-level companies. If you haven't seen it yet, you can check it out at my website on the CRAhelper.com. Thanks again, and I pray you have a great day. I hope and pray that you guys are safe out there, and I look forward to our time together next week. Until next time.